Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. And today, we're going to be talking about a subject I hate, which is... School. That was like 11 O's. Yeah. Natalie. Yeah. This is where we differ. Natalie loves school. I don't like school. You're the one who went to it. <laughs> I, I went to slightly more school than you did. Yeah. I, no, I wasn't into it. I just hit a point where I was like, well, if I, if I quit now, I know I'm never going back because this shit sucks. <laughs> Natalie, how would you define school? <laughs> uh, school is an educational institution designed to provide learning spaces and learning environments for the teaching of students under the direction of teachers. I just like to lay out the definition at the beginning so people don't think we're talking about schools of fish or something. That would be my assumption. <laughs> I mean, I just like to establish what we are talking about, specifically that flavor of school. That's like such a liberal definition of school because it doesn't mention how you have to sit down and you have to be quiet. It doesn't say you have to read Shakespeare. It doesn't say any of the parts of school. It makes it seem like it's just a building you go to where you enrich yourself. Yeah. Somebody threw an apple at my head once in school. It You're was probably like, a jerk. Because I, I was a jerk. I wouldn't throw something at someone's head if they were being nice and cool to me. I was walking down the stairs. No. I think somebody... Your, your head was just in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my head actually was – I was walking down the stairs because my high school had like eight stories. Uh-huh. And they just whipped – I think they whipped an apple into the crowd and I think it just hit me in the head. Yeah, because your head was the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get born by C-section. Your head would be the biggest regardless of how you got born, baby. <laughs> so <laughs> – Natalie, tell me something interesting about schools. So – most countries have systems of formal education, and it is usually compulsory. In the standard system that all the countries have, it is students progressing through a series of grades and schools. Right. So Basically you- primary and secondary schools. People are grouped by age, typically. And if you are not a child, then and you're doing some kind of continuing education or college, you would be grouped by your experience level in the subject. There's the standard set of schools where people where it's compulsory for the people to go. Yeah. And then there's usually schools that are optional after that, which would be college, trade school, improv, class. <laughs> <laughs> Adult education, in other words. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, prior to primary school, there is preschool and kindergarten. A school could be just like your general school or it could be dedicated to a particular field. Like sometimes there's like high schools that are focused on science or like on art or you would go to a technical school. So there are specialized schools you can go to that focus more on certain areas than other areas. I went to normal kindergarten, normal elementary, well, Catholic elementary school. Then I went to normal elementary school where it was illegal to talk about God. And then I went to normal high school. Went to normal schools all the way through, yeah. All the way through public schools. Mm-hmm. In America, public schools are schools you go to, and it's essentially free. Yes. And that's what I was just getting to, is that all the schools I was just mentioning, most of them are government schools, but then there are also private schools. People usually use private schools, either because the government does not supply adequate education levels that they would like, or because they have special education needs that are not being met by the government. 
So if you have like a kid who is like extremely good in some area and you want to make sure that they that they're able to make the most of it, you might send them to a private school so they could get like the best math teacher and like just take extra math classes and do this and that. Or you might send your kid to a private school if they have a learning disability or some other kind of disability where they where the supplied special education teachers in the public school aren't up to snuff and your kid is not getting the quality of education that they could get. Yeah, well, the reason I went to Catholic school is because I was in fifth grade. So for the first four grades of my school experience, I went to Catholic school because we lived uh, way out east of Cincinnati, and the public schools out there were not good. It was it was Claremont County, which is actually the furthest east county in the Appalachians. Hmm. That's like where the Appalachian Mountains technically end. But the school system was at least considered by my parents who were teachers themselves. So I guess they had access to all this information. They said, I, we don't want you to go there. Go to Catholic school instead, which was weird because we weren't Catholic. Yeah, your family, Drew's family is like atheist, like the whole group of them. And they were like that when I met them. And they were like that for his, for his whole life, correct? Yeah, because my folks were born a fairly long time ago. They were never big on religion. I don't remember what my dad said as far as him having like his his hardcore atheist moment. I just think he was never into it. Yeah, he's, he's, it was just he was always sassy about stuff like that. Like you're not my boss. I can't, oh, he, I can't imagine him cottoning to that to religion. <laughs> He he totally was. It was just a resistance to authority, for sure. Since I, I went to a Catholic school, it was, like, fairly liberal for Catholic schools. There weren't nuns. There were just regular people who were teachers. It was, like, pretty chill. And then I also learned about the Bible. And check this out. We used to get this little periodical. Mm-hmm. It was this little newsprint zine that they made and I sent and they sent I imagine to all the Catholic schools. It was called The Good News. <laughs> I think I used to see those laying around when I went to CCD. I bet you did. CCD is uh Sunday school, right? It's like Catholic kids Sunday school. Catholic Sunday school. Okay. So I never so I never went to that because I was actually not religious. Yeah, I think it's usually called catechism. So we used to get these, and what I would do is they had all of these little illustrations of uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it'd be like this stuff, like Jesus, uh, there was a blind man, he came to Jesus, and what did Jesus do? Obvious. It's like watching a Fail Army video. There's a blind guy, there's Jesus, what's going to happen? You know what's happening. The blind guy's going to see. And what I would do is I would go in, and I would take my pen, which I'm going to say was illegal. Because <laughs> you were not allowed to have a pen when I was a kid until you were in like fourth or fifth grade. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to have pens or trapper keepers. But so I would take my pen where I was already like fucking shit up. Like, yeah, what's up? This is permanent. And I <laughs> and I draw lines through the captions and the dialogue and stuff so you couldn't see them. And I would write extra dialogue. So unbeknownst to me, this would form like the cornerstone of my future of taking old illustrations, sometimes from Victorian era illustrated Bibles and recaptioning <laughs> them. Did the people in those magazines, like cause I, in my head I'm picturing it, but I, I can't remember if I'm picturing the magazines or if I'm picturing like dittos that we had to color in. 
But yeah. did the people in those magazines, the cartoons, did they look like cartoon versions of like a cross between Precious Moments and Garfield? Yes. <laughs> They, oh my god! They had they, like their eyes were like real close together, and they had like a little mouth. Yes, they were. They had like those bulbous Garfield eyes because you know Garfield was big. He was yeah he in was, the eighties. He was and, a serious shit in the eighties. And that's what you always do if you're like trying to straddle the line between like getting the interest of kids and spreading the word of the Lord. Like you always want to straddle that line. You want to drag in some secular stuff and then you want to like Christ it up a little. <laughs> Get a little G's on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of John and he he's in love with the veterinarian, it's Jesus and he's in love with his dad. <laughs> So the school you went to is what is referred to as a parochial school, which is a kind of private school. Private schools usually rely on tuition from families as opposed to getting money from the government. But sometimes schools will receive money from the government, like through school vouchers. And most private schools are affiliated with a particular religion. Then the other kind of schooling is... Homeschool. Oh, nightmare school. Imagine if you never got to not hang out with your mom. <laughs> you know- <laughs> That's what I always so- think about when I think about homeschool. Imagine your whole childhood just hanging out at home. Never going to school. Never, like, being able to be subversive, like, in the way that you are able to when you have a chunk of the day where you are your own agent. It's a nightmare to me. My mom is awesome. She was a great teacher. And I'm only using the past tense because she retired. Like, whenever my kid goes and sees her, she comes back and she's, like, learned things. She comes home enriched as a motherfucker. No, I wouldn't have wanted to be homeschooled because you have to go to school to be your own person. It's like a little horrible society mm-hmm. that you're trapped in. Yeah, yeah. Five days of the week. But also, all the rest of the time when you're not hanging out with people you could have met when you're at school. There's something to be said for spending time with people that you're basically randomly thrown in mm-hmm. with. You have to make it work. You learn to get along with people that are different from you. You learn that people who look different and dress differently and have different lives and speak differently and all this are good people. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you would miss this in homeschooling. I guess it's worth noting that generally, if you go to school in the suburbs in Ohio, you don't see a lot of diversity. I would not say it was not diverse. I grew up in a very small town compared to you. Marion does not did not have a ton of people. I believe when we moved there, there was 25,000 people there. There may be more now, but I'm not sure. I think there might be like 30 or 35 or something like that. But it's not. It's still not popping, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was only one high school. There was only one city school district high school. And so everybody went to it. And so the racial and ethnic makeup of the high school was basically precisely what the population of the city was. 
there was like all kinds of people in my school. There was still majority white people, but like I said, it was it was exactly the same as the as the population of the city itself. Uh, in the 1840s is when the idea that universal education would be a benefit to society and worth investing in and in, in setting up a system in the country to support such a thing. And so prior to 1840, the idea was that only wealthy people deserved or needed an education, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. That is when they started setting up the system of the Department of Education and trying to establish a curriculum of what would be appropriate to teach to kids. Prior to that, people were on their own. Also, when they set up schooling initially, it basically cut off at eighth grade. High school did not begin to be a thing that everyone went to until the Depression. They did that because... Uh, they wanted to get all of the kids out of the workforce so adults could have their jobs. So there were teenagers working all of these great farm jobs, and they're like, you need to go to ninth grade. And the kids were... <laughs> we just invented it. You got to go now. Well, I think that... There, there, I'm well, not saying there wasn't high schools before that, but I, I believe that before that it was an uh, optional thing. Can you imagine being the guy going around to all the farms and some kid's like, fuck, glad I'm out of school. Now I can bale hay. And some guy comes around with a big old hat on and he does the thing where he takes his hat off and he knocks on the door and he says, excuse me, miss. Kid's mom answers the door and says, well, hello there. And the guy says, your kid has to go to ninth grade. And she's like, what? There is no such thing. He's like, listen to this. Your kid has to go to 12th grade. And she's like, what? And he's like, and sophomore and junior. And she's like, what is that? And he's like, it's mandatory. (laughs) You're out there pulling hay. They take like iron hooks and they pull the hay. I've never worked on a farm. I'm guessing. I'm making this up. I think they take iron hooks and they pull the hay around. I think they do, yeah. Did you know Mussolini was expelled from school when he was 10 years old for stabbing a classmate? Holy shit! He was expelled. Then his parents put him in a different school, and he got expelled at the next school for stabbing a classmate. What? (laughs) (laughs) Who's letting Benito have knives? And then... You know, he had like a little stiletto, and he was just poking kids with it. (laughs) Yeah, and that... I mean, spoiler alert, that wasn't the end of his crimes. No. (laughs) He did... That El Duce thing, that wasn't very cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so it turns out that if your kid is like shitty and stabbing people when, when they're young, like you should maybe rein them in and also don't expect great things from him later. <laughs> so, uh, or he'll be great at something really sucky. <laughs> yeah. Good news and bad news, Mr. Mussolini. Uh, Your son is really good. He's found his calling. Unfortunately, uh, it's fascism. Yeah, he's really good at being El Duce. (laughs) (laughs) Our kid did not ever stab anybody. No. In school. Uh, The only thing that ever happened was that they were having quiet time. And this was a couple years ago. She was in second or third grade or something. They were having quiet time. And I've always told her, okay, you need to know about, like, the way that boys and girls are, right? Like, sometimes little boys are, like, little assholes, and they, uh, like, they don't respect girls, Mm -hmm. 
Don't make a big deal out of it, but obviously you have to tell your kids about this stuff. And so she got in trouble one day, and uh, we had to talk to the principal or something. And so what happened was it was during quiet time, and she was trying to read. And this kid kept bugging her, kept bugging her. And she was like, you need to be quiet. It's quiet time. He was bugging her, and he started pulling on her hair and stuff. And he's like, hey, hey, he's bugging her. And so she fucking leans back like a G. She pinches him. Not like, ooh-hoo, I'm the Pillsbury Doughboy. She pinches him so hard <laughs> that he starts crying. <laughs> she just, like, nailed him. <laughs> she, she had the fucking iron grip. Yeah, yeah. And so... The principal is like, and she pinched a boy who was bothering her. And I was like, oh, well, that'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, I told the principal, I said, we're going to go home and we're going to talk about this. I didn't say we're going to go home. We're going to punish her because you knew that wasn't going to fucking happen. And we went home and I said, here's the deal. You don't go around fucking hitting people. Yeah. You don't go around instituting violence, (laughs) but... You know what? You have the right if some little boy is fucking around with you and harassing you and bothering you. You know what? Just fuck him up. Like, straight up. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I just want you to let you know you're not going to get punished for that. And you know what? He never did it again. Nope. Nobody never fucked with her ever again. He never... You know what? If it's quiet time, you shut the fuck up. Your ass is going to get pinched. <laughs> you don't fucking come to Nona with no bullshit. <laughs> no. No. You know what? She never did it to anybody else because everybody else was there and they saw that shit's like prison. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you, you, do it, you do it once. She didn't get in trouble. I was like, she that's... She didn't get in trouble and she made that dude cry. So... Charleston, Arkansas was the first southern school system to integrate. Did you know that? It was not Little Rock. No, I didn't know that. Apparently, they integrated prior to Little Rock, and the way that they did it without having it be a big deal was they just did it without making any announcements to the press or making any kind of announcements that they were doing it. They just did it, and and it went fine. If you're not up to speed on civil rights, integrating just means that prior to a certain point in the 50s, black children were not allowed in quote-unquote white schools. Mm -hmm. The attorney for the city was the one who made the call and they were like, well, how are we going to do this without having problems? And he was like, just fucking do it. Don't say anything. Just do it. In Little Rock, Arkansas is where they had the, they had the adults having to walk the kids into school and people were throwing shit at the kids. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. I'm glad they got it. I'm glad they got it done. Yeah. I think it is interesting how people just didn't notice what, I mean, you have to have confidence when you do stuff. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that anybody that made civil rights strides has ever lacked confidence. That's not what I'm saying. But I almost feel like if you just slide shit like that in, like you just do it and you don't ask permission mm-hmm. and you don't tell people it's happening. You just mm-hmm. do it. And then the onus is on them to like do something about it after the fact. They're not going to do it. Because racists are fucking stupid and lazy. Yeah. 
they made a big deal about it in Little Rock, and it almost, in retrospect, seems like they wanted it to be a big ordeal, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you know that Dave Thomas from Wendy's did not graduate from high school? Really? He did not graduate from high school, and he actually went back to high school in 1993 to get his GED because he was worried that kids in high school would see him being successful without his high school diploma and think it it would be okay for him to drop out. No, that's good. And he wanted to be a role model and he wanted to inspire people. That's great. Mm -hmm. He also had hometown smiles. That's right. And again... He invented hometown smiles. You know, if you're in your hometown and... You're just having a bad day. Stop into Wendy's. You know, again, they don't endorse us yet. We're working on it. (laughs) Uh, We're not endorsed. (laughs) We're not really working on it either, except for mentioning them all the time in the podcast. (laughs) You know what? I'm focusing my energy. I'm using the power of positive thought, sending some vibrations out. Cool. And that sounds very mellow. It's mellow as hell. And it's just a matter of fact that, you know, I don't think there's anybody out there that loves Wendy's as much as we do. We should actually look up and see if Hometown Smiles is already... I think that might be Bob Evans. I think that Hometown Smiles might be their, their slogan. <laughs> but when I think about who makes me smile in my hometown, it's Wendy. So Ever since they redesigned the Wendy's mascot, if you look at her and you look at her collar, it says mom. Yeah. So think about that next time you're eating your spicy chicken nuggets, which are now back. They're back. So... <laughs> We're just giving you information. How many spicy chicken nuggets could you fit in your mouth at once? In my mouth at once? Mm-hmm. Seven. Seven? Yeah. That's... All in your mouth at the same time? Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe I could do like one and a half. One and a half? <laughs> First of all, they're not that spicy. No, I'm talking like volume-wise. Yeah, volume. Do you have a small mouth? Yeah. I can... I Stick it in your cheeks and you won't be able to chew it then. You didn't ask me how many what do you think spice... We're, gonna, we're talking... Are you going to take them out of your mouth after you shove them in there? The implication is that you had to make them go down your tube. All you asked is you said how many... <laughs> how many spicy chicken nuggets can I fit in my mouth? That's a very simple answer. That's a, that's a scalar number. <laughs> You lost the quiz. <laughs> How is that? That's not no, a quiz. Not. No, it's not. How is that a quiz? <laughs> Anyways, Dave Thomas always doing his thing. Hometown smiles, big and juicy. He has that sandwich named after him. Dave's hot and juicy. Did you know that all of the kids in Holland start school on their fourth birthday? They just drop in like in media res. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just staggered their way in. Great country, beautiful people, but why do you just drop right into school? Like you're waiting and waiting, and you, you're you one, you're two, you're three, you're like, fuck yeah, my birthday, and then instead of a party, you have to fucking go to school. I don't know. What do they have? Oh, dude, in Dutch, they, in Dutch, in uh, Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> They probably put you in the nicest school. Like all the chairs are probably like lime green. And they're like, come in. And then everybody goes, hello, I'm your new friend. (laughs) 
just assume everything's nice over there. Yeah. It just seems like it would be nice. I should probably go and then be like, oh, yeah, it's normal. So I don't always think that it's heaven. I just always imagine it looks like uh, like one of those Playmobil sets. And, like, I believe that if I went into a, a classroom full of children, they would all be wearing clothes that were very plain, and no one would have an Elsa shirt on. <laughs> no one would have a Minion shirt on. <laughs> like, they would all have very plain, and they would all have very nice, like, clean hair. They would be, they all of their clothes would come from Bowdoin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I have a, I have a red jumper. Uh, I need to put on my blue galoshes. <laughs> I bet they wear. I I've never worn galoshes. Yeah, they wear galoshes, and I bet you they have like smocks they put on when they oh do my. art. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. You know, that's something. <laughs> that's something that they used to do. In school, did they do this when you were in school? Is they'd be like, oh shit, listen to this. They'd be like, Wednesday? And you'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, you know Wednesday? And you'd be like, middle of the week, not gonna miss it. And then they're like, bring your dad's shirt. And you're like, what? My dad's shirt? That's so big. And they're like, you're gonna put it on backwards? And we're gonna do messy stuff. (laughs) Did they ever do that to you? Yes. I would like to point out that when Nona was a little kid, no one did that. They just let her ruin her clothes. Yeah, they stopped doing that. I think assuming that everybody's dad wore a dress shirt to their job at an office was like maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. But you could have had an old flannel shirt. You could have had an old backwards gas station shirt. A shirt's a shirt when you're just going to fuck it up. Yeah, I think what they should have done is when our kid was little, I think they should have had state-issued garbage bags. And they should have done the head and then the two holes for the arms and just let her rip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we could have uh, sent her to school with a box of unsold I'm with stupid shirts with the arrows pointing up at their face. No, that, that <laughs> was... use those as smocks. <laughs> so, a few years ago, Natalie designed a t-shirt... <laughs> Where it was like fluorescent yellow, and then in red letters on it the it was regular yellow. In in red letters on the front, it said "I'm with stupid," and then there was an arrow pointing up to the neck hole. It's good. It's a really, it's a really good idea. But I re- I remember how many of them we sold. Do you remember how many like we sold? Three? We sold six of them. Oh, see? Yeah, six we were the super cool ones, super cool readers who were like, yeah, I feel this joke. Those are the best ones. Because I was definitely feeling that joke. But we bought 288 of them. <laughs> and so then for like the next four years, we would have to like find people to give them to. <laughs> And you can't, like, <laughs> if you say, hey, I've got a shirt for you, and you're, <laughs> and the person you're talking to goes, oh, yeah, swag, right? <laughs> right, because they're like, oh, yeah, I know you make t-shirts. Hook me up. I bet it's some funny shit. And you give them the sh- It is. It is some funny shit. <laughs> and you give them the shirt, and they're like, Oh. 
so good. It's important, like, as an artist to periodically just make stuff because you love it, even <laughs> if you know that no one is going to like it. Mm-hmm. You have to periodically just make something because you love it. Because if you don't periodically do that, regardless of whether anyone wants any part of it, you will you will be you will feel horrible about yourself. I just, I really love that one so much. I'm gonna see if we have one in the house somewhere for me to wear. Did you know that in France, mealtime is considered part of the curriculum, and so they learn about the food that they are having for lunch, and then like table manners and all that kind of shit is all in the great amount it. Oh, that's really nice. Because kids eat like monsters. Yes. And so they get graded on manners and etiquette and being good at eating, I guess. I love it. Mui Mian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can really comare. Did you know that kids in Finland do not start school at all until they are seven? Really? So that's... So the Netherlands, they go to school as soon as they're four. And in Finland, they're like, fuck school. When you're seven, I feel like you could have learned before that. You could learn something before that. I mean, I'm sure that they could, but... What do they... I think that maybe they want the kids to be free for, like, enough time and and be more able to control themselves and... But if you were in Finland and you had a kid, you would get up to like four or five and you'd be like, you got to go do something. I mean, they probably don't think about it because they didn't go to school until they were seven. If I was a parent in Finland, I would be like, look, you're four. If you were in the Netherlands, you'd be in school right now. If you were in France, you'd have good table manners. This is some serious fucking around. You need to go get a job. In Russia, children always start school on Knowledge Day, which is September 1st. Even if it is on a weekend or a holiday. You will always go to school on that day. That's a fucking good holiday. (laughs) Knowledge Day? That's a shit holiday. You're always going to have school that day. Because if we had Knowledge Day, fuck Columbus Day. Columbus Day is bullshit. Be like, what do you mean fuck Columbus Day? They'd be like, look, last month, Knowledge Day, I learned... Columbus was part of the movement to destroy indigenous people. That's why we don't have Knowledge Day. All of our holidays are like, we love a guy who destroyed all the natives. We love him. (laughs) There's no Knowledge Day, so the kids are like, yeah, that guy rocks. (laughs) Let's name his town after him. (laughs) So in Bangladesh, there are boat schools. Really? They are solar-powered and have internet access, but they have them because they have, like, the monsoons and shit. Yeah. And so they'll have massive flooding. In some areas, roads are impassable, and the rivers can rise as much as four meters, and so having school on a boat makes it easier for them not to have to miss school all the time. That's fantastic. That's a great idea. And they're Mm solar-powered. They have internet access, and they have libraries on them. Well, shit, that's fantastic. That's really good. Boat school is a very wet school. In America, (laughs) if there were boat school here, it would be one of those for-profit colleges. It would put you $90,000 in 
in debt and you'd be like, so isn't there like a boat career counselor? And they're like, no, we just figure you'll go out on the water and find a job. Um, in Japan, they do not have janitors at school because they have the children do the cleaning as part of their curriculum. Really? It is a practice rooted in tradition that associate cleaning with morality. And so they have like a whole thing about it where they believe that the students should be the ones cleaning the school. And they probably, if you have like 20 or 30 kids all scrambling around and picking shit up, it probably goes really fast. Mm -hmm. And they have energy that they need to burn off anyway. Mm -hmm. In China, as recently as 2009, they had a Elementary schools that were completely sponsored by tobacco companies. Wow. And there was one school in Sichuan that had a front gate, and the message on the front gate said, Tobacco can help you become an achiever. Really? <laughs> so it's like the same messaging as coffee. Mm-hmm. Except it will give you somewhat more cancer. Uh, quite a bit more cancer, and you're advertising it directly to children on the front gate of their school. Did you know that over 78 million people enroll in school every year? 78 million people enroll? Yeah. So they start school that year? Mm-hmm. In America? Yeah, yeah. And that, it, that includes kids and teenagers and adults. Have you ever thought about going back as a uh, 30-something-year-old adult? Have you ever thought about going back to college and being like the old person in college and being like, yeah, but like I can do really well now because I'll just like I'll just like do what you're supposed to do and it'll be like easy. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? I have, but I also know that like I hate school. I totally hate school. That's my roadblock. I dropped out of college three times. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Three different times. <laughs> well, you know. That's how many times I tried to. I tried. I tried to be like, oh, look at me. I did the thing with all the time. I went to school. I'm very smart now. I got this paper to show you about how smart I am. Like That's really intrepid too, is that you kept going back and you went back to a couple different schools. Mm -hmm. You know, you knew how much you hated it. Mm -hmm. You knew how much the whole process sucked, but you still tried because you were like, you know, I got to better myself. I got to get this certificate. But in the end, finally, I said, fuck it. You not only said, fuck it, but you got a degree. You got two degrees. I have a doctorate in divinity and metaphysics. (laughs) So you have two different doctorates. Yeah, I have a double doctorate in divinity and metaphysics. I don't know anything about either of them. But you could legitimately, because of the paper they sent you, (laughs) you could legitimately say Natalie D. Ph.D. But you don't even. I don't because you don't. You don't want to floss on people because you're like whatever. It's just cool. It's my own personal doctorate. No one needs to know about. I just basically, the only reason I got it, I, it was like one of those mail order things. And the only reason I got it is because I wanted to be able to put doctor on stuff. <laughs> like, like when you buy something from a store and they're like, list your title. Yeah. And you're like, Miss, like you're like, Mrs. Nah, trick, I'm doctor. Yeah, like if I'm filling out for like a Nordy's card, Dr. Natalie. 
<laughs> I don't have a doctorate. You don't. So what's I, up now? And we have the same stupid job. So what now, Mr. College Man? I know. I know. <laughs> I don't even have I don't even have a master's degree. I got a friend that went back. Guy I know used to play in a band with him. And he went back and he got a master's degree. And I was like, degree in business, like business, that's what I have to do. Because of capitalism, that's what we all have to do is business, baby. <laughs> so I went and looked it up and I was like, fucking $20,000. See, part of the reason I want to go back to school is because I wouldn't want to go back to school to get a degree to be worth anything. I would want to go back to school and do something that I'd want to do. I'd be like, I'm going to go and get a degree in medieval art history. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to go and get a degree in ceramics. So yeah, I don't see it in the cards for me. That's part of it also. is That was part of the reason I kept on dropping out. It's like, it's really stupid for me to bury myself in debt when I'm doing stuff that I can just go home and do it if I wanted to. I can paint at home. I can do ceramics at home. I can read about art history at home. Right, you could get No one's going to hire me to be an uh, art historian. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is the story of the last time I went to school, the very final time I ever dropped out of school. So it was the last time I went back to school. I was like, you know, I just need to go back to school because I need to be, like, not a garbage person. <laughs> and I need to stop, like having shit jobs i just need to sort my shit out and so i went back to school and i was like i'm gonna do the responsible thing i'm going to just load myself up with all math classes get all of my math classes done that i was going to need to have to do all in like the first year of yeah. school yeah and then not have to do it ever again because i hated it so much and i was like and then i'll make it so the rest of the school is like easy peasy because it's just going to be all not math and it's going to be a walk in the park and I'm never going to drop out ever again. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I get this, I take this math class and it is algebra for idiots, basically. Most classes start at like 101. It was 050. <laughs> yeah. It was like remedial algebra. It's like, I'm going to pass this class and I'm going to do such a good job. And I got my book. First time that had ever happened. <laughs> I got my fucking book. I did all my homework. I took fucking notes in the class. I like looked at my notes and did my homework. And I had you help me. Yeah. Remember when you taught me baby algebra for dum-dums? <laughs> well, yeah, and... And the thing is, is that you you had, like, something happen. You're right at a crucial point in high school. Your algebra teacher quit. Yeah. And you got a new teacher that was really shitty. So you, like, missed out on this. And you completed all your algebra you needed to graduate high school. But it was, like, very touch and go, right? Yeah, yeah of course. And so you didn't you didn't retain any of it, and so you had to like relearn it the right way. Yeah, and, and this was like after gaps of years for me taking math classes. I was such a good student, and I was never in my whole life ever tried to go to school good. <laughs> 
I never tried to do it how you're supposed to do it with the homework and everything. And it's the first time I've ever fucking applied myself in a class. And I was like, oh. And then I was trucking along and I was doing pretty good. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get an A in this class maybe. And this is going to be cool. And I studied and studied and studied for the final. And I was like, I'm going to fucking be this final. I'm going to do such a good job. And I'd come home from work and I'd sit there all fucking night long doing fucking algebra. And I went to the test and I was like, yeah, I'm the fucking tits. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking rock this shit's ass. <laughs> and I went in there. I got my test and I was like taking it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm whomping its ass. Yeah, yeah, this test is my bitch. So I was, like, rocking it out. And I was like, oh, fucking beasted it. First person done. First person fucking done because I'm a fucking genius. I go put my test on the, ta- on the teacher's desk, and I grab my bag, and I march out to my car. I get in the parking lot. I get my car. And I called you. Yeah. And I was like, I did such a fucking good job. I was the best at math. I was the mathematician of the century. I did all of them, and I knew that all of the letters were numbers and everything. And I remember what I asked you is I said, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, that's great. How long was the exam? And you were like, I filled it out. I was the first one done. I looked around. Nobody else was done. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I slammed that shit down. And I walked out, and I was like, oh, is there another side? And there was a long pause. (laughs) Like, I could hear the air in the parking lot. (laughs) And it was just, like, dead air. And then you just go, no. (laughs) I said, no, I don't think that it was. No. (laughs) And so, when you got... And so I was like, I was, I was waiting. I was like, I'm going to go back. It might be okay. It might be okay. I went back and I got a perfect 50%. No. (laughs) I got a perfect 50. (laughs) And then I came home and I fucking slammed it down. And I said, I'm fucking never going to school ever again. Ever again. I'm done. So yeah, that was the story last time I ever went to school. I think we're at the end of our educational pathway. I think we're about to graduate from this episode of Garbage Brain University. But you guys aren't going to graduate yet because you still have about 900 episodes to sit through. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you listen to us on, uh, just as a favor to us, especially if you're listening to this for free and you haven't subscribed for five bucks, really cheap. Give us a five-star rating. It lets people find the podcast. Apple tells them what podcast to listen to. If we have enough five stars, they'll say, hey, listen to Garbage Brain University. And then you'll have other people who listen to this and you can talk to them about us with it. And think about this. What if there's somebody out there that would really like it? Yeah, what if you told them about it? What if there was somebody out there that really liked it? And you told them about it, and then it reflected well on you. So tell your friends. <laughs> and they come back and they say, hey, I really liked it. I liked I liked the part where they said the thing. That was really smart. And you'd be like, I like that too. And they say, well, thank you. You're really smart, and you have really good taste. And you say, thanks. And that's how you make friends. And we are your favorite podcast. <laughs> And you are our favorite people who listen to podcasts. <laughs> Did you think about that? That's right. So no, just but- make it official by liking it, 
doing the thing on the website and saying, hey, I like it. Yeah. We're going to come back at you. If you subscribe, you get two episodes a week instead of one. Pretty easy math. That's double the episodes, baby. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.